yo we have started we are here joel i want to ask Ryan, you something i'm ready i'm fucking ready you know when 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 you when you when you got the creative juices flowing right and oh yeah you're really getting ready to have another fucking bomb ass podcast mm-hmm and then you realize that for some stupid ass reason, Microsoft Edge decided to update itself and forgot all of your passwords. Classic Microsoft, baby. And then the Elgato Wavelink uh, decides to forget all of your channels. Nice. So what I'm trying to say is here on the United Weird Podcast, uh, there's never a day where we don't have something trying to hinder us from podcasting. But you know what? We are still here. So welcome back to United Winner Podcast. I am your host, Brian, as well as your host, Joel. Hello. <laughs> um, so Joel, it's it's been it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. Sure has been. Um We've been busy. We have been we have been busy. busy. It's been a it's been a busy two weeks. Um, you know, obviously uh, we had a lot of um uh, adult stuff to take care of a lot of you know just unforeseen things some foreseen things um so i will i want you, i want you to start off this podcast uh what is what have you been up to um did we talk about our D session last time i know we talked about the other D session this one we didn't, we didn't we didn't talk about the most recent one most recent one, uh, I had the team fight this evil bard in a town, and he basically had oh, like little towers they had to destroy to hurt the bard. Uh, a couple of our friend, another friend jumped in who's been out for a while, came in. Uh, we had they the team basically have this pig that they've brought along the journey and has very low stats, but they keep making deals with the devil, like enchanting themselves to keep this pig alive. Pretty hilarious. Um, let's see what else. Uh, recently went to the Renaissance Fair for the first time. That was pretty cool. How was Um, it? My friend, it was good actually. My friend put it together to this gathering. It was, we went on Sunday in Gilroy in Northern California. Oh, it was in Gilroy. And yeah, I expected it to be really hot. It was actually overcast most of the time, which was really nice. nice. And we went on superhero, supervillain day. So I saw like a winter soldier. Saw some Loki, Wait. saw a Mandalorian, saw a Ghostface Killer, saw Michael Myers. It was interesting. Wait, so Renaissance Fairs have themed days now? Apparently they do. That was news to me when I got there as well. Um, how, how how much of this is because people started dressing up as Rick? Probably. Um, that's my guess. I was expecting they to see Rick in. and Morty, and they didn't. But, um, I saw a lot of pirates. Uh I did share a picture. I don't know if I uploaded it. Uh, I saw another. I, I had a hit, my hidden blades, my uh, pirate hidden blades. Oh, shit. A pirate. Assassin. I saw an Altair. That was really cool. We took a picture together. What? So, and he couldn't re- uh, release his hidden blades. He told me they were metal. So. Oh, oh, he bought he bought the, the Etsy ones. Yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he was pretty cool. Uh, but That's yeah, it cool. was fun. Um, I think, if, yeah, a few of us dressed up. Um, I got a sick pirate hat that I wanted to show off. It's a very nice tricorn hat. Definitely uh with a you know purchase I probably shouldn't have gotten, but you know, hey, I it really looks like nice. It. Yeah, yeah. Feathers, uh there's there's pins here and there's a pin in the back. Uh definitely gonna be wearing this hat for the next like five to ten Halloweens. So I'm gonna be some oh, kind of pirate, sure. vampire pirate or something. But yeah, it was really fun. Um if you have a Renaissance fair in area, check it out. Um, you know, 
you could dress up or not. You know, we saw the jousting. That was pretty cool. Lots of vendors, of course. Uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff. There was like a little fake crossbow area. We shot like these rubber crossbow mm-hmm. bolts. We did poorly. Um, we didn't do the archery section. There was axe throwing, knife throwing. Yeah, the All guy right. who made this, I forgot the name, but uh, the guy who did my pirate hat, he's really cool. I forgot I forgot to take a picture, but uh, really cool. I wish I could shout him out, but if you see them, you'll know. They're, they're amazing. There are other pirate hat sections. Oh, actually, wanted to say, I ran into some HVZ buddies. Uh, oh, buddy hey. Anthony, him and his girlfriend, they were there too, and they were just chilling. That's it's funny cool. to run into them. So, Shout yeah, out. it was a lot of fun with friends. We drank some mead. We're a little, just a tiny bit belligerent. But yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I should, you know, I could have leaned more into the pirate thing, but hey, it was fun. So, I mean, I've never, I've never been, and it sounds so much fun. It's kind of like a cosplay event, you know. You've been to cons. It's like the same thing, but now it's in that contained. I mean, it's not even that contained, right? It's just <laughs> Renaissance era with extra steps or more liberal takes i guess i don't know it's fun it's small Uh, you could like circle the whole thing in 30 minutes if you really wanted to but it's really the atmosphere and the vendors and everything yeah because i know there's there's been a few around here i know somewhere in like the north bay there's like a really big one that comes around every year i think it was santa rosa or san rafael someone else was telling me this one up there i think we should go check that one out yeah sure yeah Hell yeah, yeah, I got dude. my new hat for it. We can be pirates, pirates, or assassinos. I've seen, I've seen pictures of that one that people actually dress up as like the Yuletide Santa. Oh, that's funny. But that's cool, man. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Work's been all right. Been trying to navigate that. Um, yeah, just the usual Destiny D and D. Haven't been hitting Sea of Thieves recently because the season has like five, four more weeks. I should finish that season pass. Did have a community day, which we dropped in for like a second. I, I don't know we we barely played. We, I don't <laughs> even think all of us played to the get same the flag, time. and that's it. That was it. We were all doing <laughs> something else. So that was it. Um, just yeah, other other things. You know, just been eyeing PS fives. Haven't jumped on it, but you did. But I'm sure we we'll get to that soon. Oh boy! Um, I saw today the Xbox Series S is two hundred fifty dollars with the free controller. That's oh very a target. Appealing. I saw that. yeah. I'm. I might. I know. I said it was going to be PS5 all the way, but that's a, that's very appealing. I mean, to be honest, that that's a good deal. Like really for good. a next gen console. Well, I mean, now it's current gen, but people still like right, to yeah. use next gen, even though it's been two years. Yeah. But like, I mean, hop on it, and then hell, just sell your old console when the time comes to get a PS5 when you can. Yeah. Right. Um. Other than that, oh, maybe we saw. Oh, oh go for it. Sorry, I just remembered something. I just wanted to mention it. Um, you seen that? Uh, are the brought out the new like forty nineties? No, graphics cards. Yeah, so they brought out the uh, new graphics cards. The forty nineties got. Um, I think they just started selling big monsters of fucking graphics cards, like legit. Someone actually put a picture side by side of the 4090 next to an Xbox Series S, and the 4090 is bigger. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And it's and it's almost just as wide. Oh. So, well, yeah, that just reminded me. But, but yeah, dude. Um, the last thing we did HVZ, uh, our penultimate game, the last one before our big ending. 
Uh, we yeah, actually like talked to some the mods that are taking over. It was pretty uh, chaotic in the best way, I think. Um, it, it, it was, yeah. It was kind of a... It was actually nice because it actually went well. <laughs> we had, again, a bunch of new people, which was very surprising. Um, yeah, and they had a lot of fun. And we basically ran the game twice. We did like two short missions of finale, then we did it again so people can kind of try it different things and yeah that was mm. that was people had a lot of fun they really enjoyed it some people said it was their best you know the best one we've done but we, we i feel like we hear that mm. all the time we just keep getting better i guess hey what better way to go out on top than uh you know second to last yeah. um right, brian what you? well for, since you already mentioned it um i i thought after Two years, two Fuck. years, uh, two years of the struggle. Uh, I finally acquired a pre-order for PS Five, so that thing will be coming to my house at the end of the month. Um, nice. Yeah, it was really weird. So I was just at work, right? And then, you know, when I'm bored and I have nothing to do, I'll I'll like look up things, and I was like, oh, I wonder. If any of like the, because you know how there's a lot of websites that like track like in stock items online. So it's like, I always like kind of check to see if like there's any updates on like PS5s or something like that. And I went on the Tom's Guide. And then the first article they had was legit like, oh, you know, PlayStation.com just released pre orders for the, um, Modern Warfare 2 bundle PS5s and I was just like <laughs> raced over there um what's interesting is that they required you to have a login to even put it in the cart ooh that's good I don't know if that's the case for the regular PS5s that they have every so often but um it was kind of it, it was kind of nice actually cuz it was like oh you had to actually like be have an account to get it and it was like one per person kind of deal it's like okay cool yeah i got in my cart fucking paid for that son of a bitch and um i just kind of spread the word as far as i could but yeah you did the 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 journey is over <laughs> and then right after that i immediately bought um miles morales hell yeah dude so so it's funny. about time. Hell so, it's yeah. fu- so it's funny. I'm getting Miles Morales tomorrow in the mail. <laughs> so I'm just going to stare at it while I wait for the PS5 to come. And then I'm going to get rid of it. Oh, my God, dude. Like, you, you've played Miles Morales, so you know. I, I, I've I, luckily have avoided all the spoilers for that game. So I, I'm going to be fucking in bliss. Dude, it's it's a fun ride, and even when I played the first Spider-Man game, I was surprised I avoided those spoilers too. So, good shit. I think everyone know who plays it knows. Like, you just don't share that shit. You know, you just keep it to yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Because like, like I know, like, um, like some people are like, oh, you know, it was a smaller game. You know, it was kind of like a, a Spider-Man one point five. And stuff like that, but it's like, I don't care. You know, it's like both of us know we like Spider Man. We're Spider Man oh, people. Yeah. Um, Modern Man, but 
the one thing I told you when when you got Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales, um, I was like, no, like, just like how I bought my PS4 for Spider-Man, I am waiting for a PS5 to play Miles Morales. And then Fair enough. that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's still it's still hell. Yeah. I'm just thinking of this like really great moment that I can't wait for you to get to. I just just popped in my head. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> so good. So good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, and other than that, um, I've actually been playing quite a few games these past few <laughs> weeks. It's been I I've, I've continued my my playthrough of Cult of the Lamb, which uh, by the way, um, Massive Monster, the studio that made. Uh, Cult of Lamb, uh, I think just yesterday, won four awards at the Australian uh, Game Developer uh, Awards show. Well, they're Australian? What? Um, they won Game of the Year. They won um, Best in Music. Nice. And I think Best in like Game Design... I want to. I want to make sure that I give them their full flowers because they definitely do deserve it. I mean, I saw you comment and I was like, "Oh shit, good on them for making a fun and successful game." Dude, it's a really good game. Like, normally, like I'm not so into the like rogue. Like, I like I've played rogue like games in the past, and some of them have been fun. Like, I, I don't normally really gravitate to them that much. But I don't know. Massive Monster made a fucking banger. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so they won. Yeah, they won Game of the Year. Nice. Um, excellent in music, excellent in art, and an excellent in gameplay. So I don't know about you, but I feel like that uh, all qualifies as a Game of the Year candidate. <laughs> Yeah, good on them. Very good game. Um, so I played that. Um, you know, uh, Gundam Evolution came out. The Overwatch-like Gundam uh, game on PC. PlayStation. Is it out on PlayStation? I thought that's how you were playing it, on PlayStation. No, I've been playing on Steam. Oh, shit. Maybe that's next month then. Yeah. But... Um, it's what you expect. It's Overwatch Gundam. Um, it's like a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It is kind of jank, but <laughs> it's a it's a it's a good jank. You know, like I mean, all Gundam games are kind of jank. It's just yeah, just baited to be jank. But surprisingly, it has a lot of polish to it. Nice. For, for like, it's the first season, so you know. They're letting everybody play it now, so it's going to take a little bit to kind of fine-tune certain characters. Like, right now, um, if you have a Barbados that's really good on your team, you're going to win the game. <laughs> they, It's like, think of Reinhardt on steroids. Oh, yeah. Just rush in, s slam that mace down, you're good. Um, Sazabi is pretty decent. If I had to give an explanation of Sazabi... It's like, what if Roadhog and Reinhardt 
like if Roadhog had Reinhardt's shield, and instead of a hook, um, he throws his beam tomahawk and he gets to rush to it. Ooh, I like that. So you could use it to get away, or you can use it to rush somebody. And what's dope Smart. is that he's one of the only like the Sazabi's like one of the only characters that can lift up their shield and shoot at the same time. That would be some sharp bullshit. So it's like you throw your tomahawk, rush to them, like block, and then just shoot them up front with their sh- the shotgun. Um, but there's there's like if you're familiar with Overwatch, there's very you can tell that there's a lot of like similarities to some of the characters. Like every every character has their special like Gundam thing, but like you can tell like the pale rider is the the soldier of the game. Um. You know, the the Gundam is pretty much the most basic, I feel like, out of all of them, because it just has, like, beam rifle. Um, the, the uh, You can use this shield, but that one's, like, a full action, so you can't do anything with it, but you can just, like, hold it up, like, block. Um, and you have, like, a napalm, uh, like, super. Like, his ultimate is he throws, like, the big napalm fucking grenade. It's like all right. Interesting. That's, that's basic. I feel like that would be for better for a Zaku. Interesting. They gave it to Gundam. Well, here's the thing: the Zaku um, has a smoke grenade that makes it invincible for a few seconds. What? Yeah, it's really weird. Um, I think so far the ones I've been gravitating to the most are. I play a little bit of Pale Rider. It's kind of it's like all right. Um, I played Gundam. Gun t- Gun Tank is fun as fuck. Hell yeah, Gun Tank. Gun Tank is pretty much like what if Bastion had like auto aim. Nice, because because the Gun Tank is main primary fire um, projectiles like auto lock onto enemies, so they kind of like shoot towards people. And then if you focus fire, it creates. Um, like a like a faster shot that's like focused to a direction, and then it has like his you know his two twin barrel or his two barrel like cannons, and then um his ultimate move is that um he, the gun tank ejects the core fighter and like and does a kamikaze attack onto somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So I was like, oh, we're doing that again. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, does it have a dodge? So you have like the whole thruster system. So okay. you could pretty much like boost left or right, up or down. And then depending on what unit you have is how many like bursts you have. So like some bigger units can only like burst once. Um oh the Dom is is interesting. One so, from seed? No, uh I don't think it's the one from seed. I think, it I is, think but that's okay. I won't judge. I can't tell because it just looks like a it just looks like a dom. It's very it's very like it's not exactly the black tri stars, but they try to make it look like it is kind of deal. Um yeah. but he hovers around, just kind of like has free flowing movement. Um has a laser on it. Like the bazooka it has like the bazooka fire, but it also has like a laser. So I've never known that. I never known that they could do that before. That's the models new to me. It has like a laser gun, but okay. Um, that one's fun. 
Um, but yeah, definitely fun. I'm I'm pretty sure once it comes out on console, we will definitely play. Um, oh yeah, but it has cross play, and I think they said there's going to be cross progression too, so you can yeah. mix and match, and it's free to play. Hell yeah, fun. Um. I just gotta say those fake outs are really cool. I remember when Sombra had those. We played Overwatch all the time. You think you have the play of the game, it like mm-hmm. switches to your Sombra. And I've seen some Gundam ones. It's like you think it's your unit that's like the MVP, and I just see Sasabi kicking them out of the screen. <laughs> Dude, that's sick, man. That's sick. It's very Char. <laughs> oh yeah, I like the uh, paint schemes I've seen too. They're pretty creative. There are some really um, nice ones. A few I've seen. There's some weird ones, but there's some nice ones too. Yeah. Like I think I think one of the ones that you like buy and like if you buy like the like the season pass that give you the unlocks for everything, it's like this um dark blue, but it has gold like detailing on it, which is really nice. Um but yeah, played that a little bit. Um uh there's a fun game that I just learned about this past week that me and Alessa have actually been playing a lot. Um, what is the, it? Uh, it's called Played Up. Um, you're familiar with Overcooked. Yeah. Like you, you make food to order and you kind of go. It's a little bit similar to that, but it's more of like you're running a restaurant. And how it works is that you pick what type of food you want to serve. And then you pick like the design and location of your restaurant. And then you can customize the layout of your entire restaurant, like from kitchen to, you know, dining room and all kind of stuff. And then, you know, you open up for the day, you kind of run your stuff. People come in, you have to serve them what they want. You cook it and you clean the dishes and, you know, make sure customer flow is good. And then you earn money and then, after every day, um, they'll give you a random roll of different uh, blueprints, and you can buy them to upgrade your restaurant and like add more, you know, countertops, sinks. You know, at certain points, they'll give you options to uh, how add more to the menu and all kind of stuff like that, and like de- detail it to the way you want because the whole goal is that you want to have a five star restaurant. So, mm-hmm. like every three levels, you get a star. Nice. And you just keep upgrading, upgrading. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's only on Steam right now. Um, but I feel like if it picks up, if it picks up enough head, I think it's going to be very fun to do. Like it'll probably come to console like later, make maybe in like a year or so. But it's really fun. Um, definitely recommend it. Uh, it's just kind of like sheer chaos, pure chaos. Um, sounds like Overcooked plus Animal Crossing. That's what it sounds like. In a way, kind of like like um, Happy Home Decorator, but with restaurant. Um, but definitely check it out. It's it's pretty fun, and I think it's like you play up to four people. And you can either you can either play locally or uh, online, which is nice. Um, I'm playing that. Um. Like you know, I've been playing a God of War. I for oh, my first yeah. run. Um, so I just got to the second, or not the second. I st- I started climbing the mountain. 
I got through, like, try not to be too spoiled, even though, like, Ragnarok is just around the corner. So if you haven't played it yet, like me, go play it. Um, but I just got through, like, the Black Mist, and I'm climbing the mountain. Dude, okay. So I don't know what's in store for me. I know you know. But I've been having... Dude, oh, man. I... I, never mind. I if you know what I'm talking about, then you know we can't say anymore. But obviously, Brian has a lot more to go and unpack, and it's amazing stuff. That's all. I, it's literally it. I, I, I want to ask you some questions, but also like it'll reveal so much. I, I, it's just such a fucking good ride. I can't. Oh, it's so good. PlayStation. Well, I, I rag on them. They don't miss with single player. I gotta say, they. It's true. Niche, they just got it down. I mean. I could tell you how I feel at the moment about the game. So, get honest. I, at first, it took me a little bit to kind of get used to how the game plays. Um, it's very good. It's it's very fun, and it it still looks great. Um, however, I think what and this is not to rag on it at all. This is just an observation, but I think how God of War um, will show its age, I think it's its controls. What I mean by that is um, I've noticed that because you can counter in the game with your shield, I feel that the game kind of gets a little sticky on the counter because I've noticed of plenty of times and because usually when you have a move that you can counter the little yellow reticle will come up right I can't tell you how many times that I've seen the yellow reticle and I go to counter and Kratos does the counter animation but then the the enemy still strikes me down so I don't know if that's just like my fault or like it has to be very, very specifically timed. But I feel like I don't know. For sometimes I feel like I'm I'm trying to counter and it doesn't. So I just kind of I've just kind of subscribed to like just wailing on people when I can. That's what I did. But there will be uh, an enemy that will require very good countering. That is mm -hmm. all I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Um. Do you think of that first big fight with that? Uh, was it like an ogre or a troll with the big uh, pillar? What do you think about that? That like oh, boom, I died so many right? times. Dude, they just throw you in, man. I was like, what the I, fuck? Like, it was so good. <laughs> I, I want to say I had to do that fight like seven times. Dude, it, it's they just throw you in. They're like, swim, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Really, for real. The um, it's good. It's so good. The other thing I'll mention is that I feel like the upgrading system is a little bloated for God of War because like you have you have your armor set you have Atreus's armor set and then you have your weapon and then Atreus's weapon and then of course you can upgrade that and then you have your special attacks that you can also upgrade but then you also have your talismans that you could also upgrade if you if you have upgradable ones. Um, and then you have your skill tree for you and Atreus. Mm -hmm. But then everything either costs hack silver or experience. 
So it's like you have so many upgradable things, but most of them require the same items. So I kind of run, I run the problems like, okay, well, I want to buff up my 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 gear so I can get higher stats, but at the same time, I also want to unlock my my move set. Like I want to get I want to get moves. Like like I'm I'm looking at this as like a character action game, which it kind of is. If I'd say that, and it's like. It really relies on your moves, but then I feel I don't know. I think this is just me being a little bit tired of having every kind of like action adventure game, like trying to shoehorn in the RPG like gear element. I mean, you just did go through Valhalla and Odyssey not too long ago, and that's it's probably like almost overload for you, right? At that point. Well, not to mention we play Destiny almost every other day. Oh fuck. <laughs> you know, it's like there's so many games that have like gear systems, and it's like you know, I'm looking at like the gear for God of War, and I'm just like, I just I just want the regular Kratos outfit. I don't really care for any of this other stuff, you know? It's like mm-hmm. I just I just wanna play I just wanna, you know, play with how yeah. they look. And so I don't know. That's just me. It it's nothing bad against the game. Like heard it. Obvi- obviously, obviously, a lot of people like this game, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, you know. Besides that, I've been having a lot of fun. It's been really cool throwing the axe at everybody, oh, trying so to see fun. that recall. Oh, I'm so glad they put that in there. So just like Thor, man. So Ooh. I made sure to do the throw upgrades first so i have like the precision one where if you if you precision hit it comes right back and can throw it again or like the one that like boomerangs around multiple people um yeah i've been i've been loving it um i could definitely see why secret chest man oh dude i've been i've been scouring every location i've been (laughs) scout like there are some places where it's very easy to find the little symbols to unlock the chest, and yeah. there's some places that I had I have struggled with, but I stayed in those areas <laughs> until I figured it out. Oh yeah, like, one I'm of them not took missing. me like thirty minutes once. I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna do this." I am, <laughs> but some you have to abandon for later. I I will tell you, there's some mm. you'll come across like, "Fuck," want to know what it is, but you have to come back later. Yeah, but yeah, I I've overall been enjoying it. You know the the game looks great. The acting is really good in the game. Um, Boy, I'm planning on beating it before my PS5 gets here. Like God of War, God of War will be like the last game I play on my PS4, and good after luck, that, dude. it's all PS5. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, you know, you know me and my my backlog. It's it's very plentiful. <laughs> That's how I'm doing with TV, man. Oh, speaking of TV, Don't really quick, quick segue. Finish Primal season two. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. all. Okay, that's it. If you haven't watched Primal, check it out. Anyway, okay, back to you. I know I need to. I need to watch Primal. Dude, you will fucking dig Primal. It's oh, it's I'm a sure. little gory, but I think you and Alessa should check it out. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you know, made by people that made Samurai Jack. So hell yeah, dude. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, um, play God of War. Um, other than that, I've just been kind of chilling. Um, 
for the most part. You know, I've been catching up on you know Andor and She Hulk, which uh, we will be talking about um, when when the episode when the seasons are done. Um, but so far, I've, I've been enjoying both those shows. Um, she Hulk, I think, is hilarious. I've been enjoying like the the humor in that. Um, Andor is pretty much Rogue One with more detail. <laughs> Has that same vibe, but like you just, it just keeps on going. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna, spo- I'm not gonna say anything else besides that. I don't want to spoil. Hey Brian, have you watched Andor episode four? Yes. Did you see that Easter egg? That's all I'm gonna say. There's a very specific Easter egg, and someone is opening up their shop. There's a armor set. That's all I'm I gonna say. I did notice that. I was like. Oh. Anyway, we will talk more about If you about haven't seen that. episode four... I'm literally being go as watch it. as possible. I was like, wow. I and, I know, and I know as of recording, episode five is already out. And I still haven't yeah, seen it. I, I, but I'm going to watch same, it tomorrow. Same. I, I watched the whole day. Because spoilers on the internet, you fuckers. Why are you uploading clips? Fuckers. Okay, anyway. okay dude. Can, can, we, can, we, can we rant about this for a second? Why is it that for some reason people who spoil stuff online are very like back and forth between what they spoil? Because for the life of me, like I feel like it comes in waves because there's sometimes where people don't spoil anything like they haven't really been spoiling and or that much. And then all of a sudden, like it just happens again. And it's like, oh, fuck. Or um, or She-Hulk. um. Hulk. Oh, I got like three spoilers today. Like, God See, damn it. Whatever happened to like the whole like camaraderie of like being like, no, don't spoil anything. You know, oh, what about the they, end game? They need days? those clicks. They need those likes. I guess. Promo. Like if like if Maybe. you're if you're reviewing it and stuff like that the day of, that's one thing. But like just going on Twitter and like just posting like, oh my god, did you see this? And it's like no, I didn't, but now I I guess I did. Yeah. I, I mean, we shouldn't be on Twitter, but also like we're on Twitter. Like, fuck, man. But if you haven't <laughs> noticed, we're on a podcast. We kind of yeah. have to be on Twitter. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's, a, if it's y'all the are unfortunate truth from She Hulk, you know, the day the episode comes out, fuck you. <laughs> Sincere, <laughs> fuck you. Because like I'm not trying to it didn't, you know. Make the episode worse, but I really would have loved to not see the three things I saw before the mm. episode. So fuck mm. you. Keep your spoilers to yourself. Can you at least wait like 24 hours? They didn't even wait 24 hours. They waited like five or whatever. It's probably more than five. But you know what I mean? Like not even a whole day. Like, come yeah. on. It's you know, what can you do? Um, okay. Oh, Okay, Joel. I'm gonna give you an option because we're gonna we're gonna get into kind of the two the two things that we're mainly gonna be talking. About. Oh, actually, well, no, three things we're gonna talk about today. I'll I'll Even let you four. pick. You're wearing I'll a let, certain I... shirt that I think we should talk about. We were planning to talk about. Oh, or... we didn't talk about it, did we? So oh, shit. okay, I'll, okay. I'll go 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 ahead. Go, the first go for part. It. Go for it. Go I'll it. let you take over the second part because I know you're more informed. But we both have feelings about it. So first of all, we're on Twitch. 
mixed feelings about that already, you know, but it is what it is. It helped our platform grow. We, you know, we stay informed, we support we can when we can. Um, you know, they Twitch does great things and sometimes they don't. And that's why I kind of like I'm on and off about streaming. It is sometimes a great tool. I've used it to raise money for charity. So that is cool. Um, I will say TwitchCon is happening this weekend. Um, yeah. Anyway. By the, um, segue, by the way, um, if anybody's at TwitchCon, uh, Marcelo is there. So if you see him, say yeah, hi. that's true. Say hi to our buddy Marcelo. He's running it. Um, got mixed feelings about TwitchCon. But Marcelo's got to do what he's got to <laughs> do, of course. You know, we it's support you, job. Marcelo. We love you. Gotta do what we gotta do. Um, okay. So, um, with Twitch, they uh, did this announcement recently about their part, how they're splitting revenue with partners and how they're going to go more to a ad based thing instead of, you know, whatever they do now. But sorry, I'm just, just moving through it fast. But the split is a big jump down <laughs> for at least for partners. Mm-hmm. They put in all this time. All this work, what was it, 75, 25 before? Was, is that correct? Was so it, it, it was it was 70, 30. 70, 30. And the, the whole deal that they're going to be doing now is that partners will have 70, 30 for the first, like, 10,000, 100,000 they make. And then after that, it drops to 50, 50. Why? Because the money, the business of the money. Like these people have, being already affiliate is hard enough. You know, it, it partners are working their asses off to get those views and people in. Like those who are already partners and making it, good shit on you. You know, that's awesome. But like, you're gonna cut down what they're making. I, I Twitch, are you hurting that much? <laughs> like, how bad is it that you got to cut to fifty fifty? And you got ads. Like, what the fuck, Twitch? Hey, but September. Ad yeah, revenue. I saw a bunch of that. I was like, fuck you, September. <laughs> Amazon, you they aren't hurting. What happened? What, what is going on? <laughs> I mean... Okay. So, we have the... We have the what we want to think and we have the what we know what we want to think is that well no that's just to one thing they want the fucking money it's let's just be honest like ever since like amazon bought twitch it was kind of a foregone conclusion that it would kind of get to this place eventually you know um first it started when they when um they started taking away um the the Twitch prime kind of benefits that was that was like one of the first things that i remember at least because it used to be if you had amazon prime you had twitch prime and that gave you like the the no ads for any any stream that you walk into you had the one free a month and you know so on and so forth and they started kind of taking bits of that away and then eventually it was like okay we're gonna be making it so uh you know, you see ads unless if you subscribe to the channel you watch. It's like, okay. And that's like, okay, well, now, you know, it's an option um, that if the channel you're watching has the the option turned on or off, even if you have a sub, you can still see ads. And it's like, okay. Um, what the fuck? 
And then I think they they did a price drop a little bit before. And then they went to 50-50 for affiliates, I think. And then, of course, they just started doing the whole ad campaign thing. It was like, hey, do ads. We want ads. Like, give us ads. We'll pay you more money for ads. It's like, okay. And then now this. So long, long story short, they want the money. Um, and it sucks because there is, in this day and age, there are a lot of people on Twitch that have created companies, that have employees, that rely on that. 70 30 split so when you cap it at a small like i mean don't get me wrong like you know thousands of thousands of dollars is really big money to most of us but like to big companies that primarily do have their content on twitch um that's nothing you know because depending on how many people you have you have to you know do payroll and when Twitch says, okay, well, once once you hit this minimum, you know, we're going to start capping it and it's going to be a 50 split, a 50-50 split. So um, you'll be making less money, but you can run a bunch of ads. You know, we'll give you we'll give you money for ads, which is not, you know, they're trying to they're trying to give you a little bit more for ads, but it's still not anything. So you've it's seen like like a penny. We're like a run like the ads going to like but yeah. it's it's like <laughs> it's it's nothing you know it's it's not yeah. even like worth it i think to run it sometimes you know yeah. even someone i have friends who are subbed and it's like i don't know what you're saying right now there's a fat three minute ad it's like what the fuck i thought that was you know you should be past that and you're subbed like come on so that's why it's that because you can like doing a little like behind the curtain kind of thing here but like for anybody that hasn't like streamed on twitch before um you can run pre-roll ads and it kind of it cuts off you know ads for you know people coming in so that they don't have to see ads when they first come into the stream um like we've run like two and a half minute ads and it gives us like half an hour of you know no ads when people come in and it's like Okay, it's it's kind of just a mess because for for the one percent of streamers, you know, it's not going to really it's not going to really hurt them because people come to see them, you know. So mm -hmm. if they have to watch through an ad, they're watching their ad, like I do. For some streamers, I watch, you know, I I just sit through the ads because you know I'm not made of money. Fuck, <laughs> I just paid off my credit card, motherfucker. I I don't have time to spend money on on fucking subs. PS Five wasn't cheap. It wasn't. Um, but no, but like for a serious note, it's like, but everybody below that, you know, everybody in like the 13% and the, you know, so on and so forth, you know, how many times have people told you, Joel, it's like, oh, you know, I, I came to watch your stream and then I got stuck like having to watch seven ads. So I just kind of clicked off a lot or even someone will say hi and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? probably never even made it past that i'm like oh okay see ya. <laughs> you know it's and it's like and i get it if you're not if you're not paying it. if you're not paying attention to when ads are on you don't know that so you just kind of sit there being like did they leave you know what's yeah. like you're just talking to a wall and it's a wall of ads 
So it just it it it's unfortunate because Twitch is still a really good tool for creation mm-hmm. and just for branding in general. But it's stuff like this that kind of makes it harder and harder for people to want to make it the primary, which mm-hmm. like newsflash, you shouldn't make Twitch the primary. Like it's we've long since passed gone to a point where Twitch should be like the primary thing. And so that's why you're seeing a bunch of like the big streamers going like, hey, you know, I'm going to be moving twi- the YouTube like full time or it's like, hey, I'm going to be focusing a lot more on YouTube content. I'm still going to be streaming, but like YouTube is going to become the thing or I'm going to be doing a lot of TikTok stuff or like Instagram or so on and so forth, you know. So it's bottom line. Will this hurt Twitch in the long run? I don't I don't know. Probably not. not with Big Daddy just Bezos how big, backing them. Just how big how big it is. Um is it going to change how content creation is going to be? Yes. Very much so cuz now now you're seeing more people kind of like divvying up all their stuff, which which is very smart. You should do that. Um I know I know we try to we don't do the best at it, but we try to um tiktok youtube facebook twitter instagram (laughs) yeah it's tough but you know it's unfortunate so i guess the moral of the story um if it's too good to be true it probably will be but Mm -hmm. if you have creators that you really like you should you know do what you can to kind of like support them and make sure that you know they can still do what they want to do because at the end of the day, like a lot of people do this for a living, like, yep. and people are very privileged to be able to say that they can do this for a career. So, you know, if you really like them, support them, you know, even if it's, if, even if it's just like using your social currency, just by kind of like, you know, hitting like button on YouTube or, you know, just sharing out, you know, live tweets for go live and stuff like that, you know. And until a bigger until a bigger competitor comes along, which I don't think will be anytime soon. You know, it's just something that unfortunately we'll have to deal with. Rubbish will rise. Rubbish. I gotta say, also, we talked about this briefly in passing, but the barrier for success in Twitch is a lot harder now, and YouTube is way easier. If you want to get started on YouTube, like as an affiliate, whatever their version is, it's it's literally like start uploading, go at it. If you want to be a partner, it's like what a thousand followers or something. I mean, okay, that makes sense, right? Whatever. Sure, yeah. you got a thousand people on your site. With Twitch, it's like you need constant viewers, fifty, and you need to constantly be on it. And then with partners, I think it's like a hundred people watching, a thousand hours in a week or some shit like that. That's that's fucking tough, dude. It was hard enough to get three people to watch my own stream. And then again with this one, with working with you and other people, by the way. So it was hard enough. We had six people trying to do this thing. And then you did it on your own as well. You know, so it's it's it wasn't easy. And you can wonder why of, I stopped streaming for a while. Yeah, and and a lot of, you know, there was this community I found. They were really helping each other out, being there for each other, which was really cool. I mean, obviously, some people helped me more than others. Some people backtracked. Some people, you know, fell in and out of it. Some people weren't great. But, hey, it's like, hey, I need at least two other people. And this one guy 
uh, is really cool. He was like, I'm here for you, bro. I'm going to help you get affiliate. It's like, I don't even fucking know this guy. And he's, he's here, you know, on my stream. He's, you know, ghosting or whatever. And it's still bumping up my numbers. But that took forever. You know, I was, oh, you yeah. know, we, we built that relationship. But it was hard, dude. Like, yeah. which is tough. And even for the beginning, for us, we're here sitting here talking to ourselves, playing this game, dude. <laughs> dude, it's like, hey, everybody, zero for like 50 fucking minutes. It's tough. With YouTube, way easier. I don't know about the live situation, but boom, upload shit and views. Dude, I have stuff on YouTube that I'm not even like pushing and people view it. it just goes to show you the traffic there is hey, already there on that. Right? I got a fucking, okay. I have this video of me doing my flying Widowmaker headshot from like five years ago. And it got like a view the other day. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> where did that, that come from? But just, I mean, it just shows you like, there's still shit going on YouTube. Where at Twitch, it's like, you got one view a month ago and it's dead. And I don't know. It's, it's and same for TikTok. Real easy. You, you, just, you just have your phone and make content. Boom. And if you do well enough, you you can do your live function. You start getting money, and then and so forth and so forth. The barrier for that is even easier. I mean, there's of course problems with all you know Google, TikTok, Twitch, whatever. But yeah, if you're thinking about making Twitch your thing and you're coming in now, I gotta say, actually, not. I mean, we're not trying to fill the space here, but it's it's tough. I I'd say go somewhere else. Like if if you didn't get that message I mean, before, like maybe maybe not go somewhere else, but just don't make it your primary. You know, still stream. But then use that con use the content you do streaming on Twitch and use it for other places, like, like even if it's just like making a TikTok, you know, posting on Instagram, making videos on YouTube, or just even making shorts on YouTube. Like YouTube just announced that they're going to be bumping up, like payouts for like YouTube Shorts, and like they said that you're able to use like to an extent like licensed content or licensed music that they agree with, which is fucking bananas. You know, um, but yeah, um, so, like I mentioned before, like, you know, the, the 1%, the 13%, let me, for people that don't know, let me just kind of fill you in. So on Twitch, to be considered part of the 13% on YouTube, you have to have, at one point in time, had like 25 people in your stream. That's it. So imagine you have the 1%, which are like the, you know, the Pokemains and the Hassans, like people like that. That's like the 1%. And then you have anybody that's ever had at least up to like 25 viewers, and that's the 13%. And that's just like a shit ton of people. And then you have everybody else, <laughs> which is very bloated as fuck. Um, and it sucks because like when Mixer was around, Mixer was cool. And but you know it kind of trailed off and got shut down. Um, some people for that are trying to make a new one, uh, Glimish uh, TV. They're trying to make a new streaming service that's kind of like uh, like a new mixer in a way that's still in alpha. So right now Twitch is like if it's for live streaming, like um, it's either Twitch or YouTube. You know, Facebook gaming kind of like went down the toilet. Yeah, I would see videos for that. Like a year. I remember it was everywhere. Now, it's... no, they gave up on. They gave up on it. It's still there, but they gave up on it. Diverse. Um. So yeah. Moral of the story. Uh, people in chat, we appreciate you. We we 
love that you're here. <laughs> so we do. That's what we do. Still, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a lot to think about when it comes to content creation. It's 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 a fucking big juggle for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's uh go into. Let's get out some, of here. Let's let's let's, let's, get, out, let's get let's get let's get out of the Twitch <laughs> room for now and go go hole. to um. Joel, we went to the movies last week. Oh hell yeah, we did, man! Why, why, so why don't you tell hell the people man. what we saw? So you haven't been listening to us before. I've been hyping up this movie called Kukuru's Stones Island, a movie set in the Mobile Suit Gundam universe and the One Year War specifically. It takes place in between major events. It's literally a redo of the fifteenth episode which was a really bad animation wise. They were embarrassed of it. They cut it out. So many years later, they decided to make a whole movie just to fill in that 15th episode. And uh, it was really cool. I didn't see Shars counterattack when it was, you know, when we were younger in theaters, I know some of our friends did, but for me, this is my first time seeing a Gundam movie on the big screen. And it was mm-hmm. really cool. I already have nostalgia for 0079, you know, Mobile Suit Gundam One Year War. So hearing some of that music, seeing, you know, those mobile suits on the screen, new mobile suits too, the characters yeah. come back to life. It was uh it was an awesome experience as a you know big you know, we're big Gundam fans. So for us it was like woo, the, you know, the whole time, <laughs> pretty much. Um and you know, not a fucking stuffy theater either. There was like, I don't know, oh thank god, six other people with us, but I mean, I didn't care. I was there to watch a Gundam, and it was it was fun. Uh, again, it, it's it's they literally say in the beginning, spoiler, like this is literally a movie about the fifteenth episode, <laughs> and they just go from there. And it's it was you know great, good animation. Uh, still owed to the original cool. animation as well. Even like the Zaku in the original episode that looked bad, they made that part of the new the Zaku in there. Like his design was based on that bad Zaku. So that's why it looked weird. I was I was like, it's like, man, they, they made the Zaku's face like look so like really narrow and like weird shaped. So that's really cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. We saw Gundam in theaters. Yeah. It was it was an experience, dude. Yeah. Um, we saw Amro being hella raw. <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil it, but we saw, at least for me, something we've never seen in Gundam before. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it was like, wow. Uh, let's I just I say, um, uh, never mind, actually. <laughs> if you're a fan let's of just, let's just say, Let's just say Amuro rolls into battle. He, shit, yeah, he does. Um, and it was just interesting, some of the artistic choices they made as well. Uh, there was this thing with the goat, which was hilarious. Didn't think they were going to do that. And um, just the Doan character as well. Um, just so you know, a little background on Gundam. You know, Gundam focuses on the atrocities of war, and you know, it's very political in that like war is bad. It's very evident in all Gundam. You know, nukes are bad, war is bad, everyone suffers. Even you know, the child soldier hero, like e- even the original one, it's like that's gonna have negative effects. But mm-hmm. um. They do it very well. And Doan himself, you know, he at first he's, just, he's a defector. He'll just help white base or whatever. But they expand his character further, as far as I know, and do a really good job doing what this defector character does and why he fights. So, it, you know, we, of course, see throwbacks to 
you know, the original series. We get some awesome interactions with the captain and Amuro, we all know. <laughs> Slaps him around a little. Um, that was cool. We get some we get to see General Revel, uh, which I didn't expect to see at all. He's like the leader of the Federation Forces for like a hot second. We see, of course, the red comet for literally like three seconds. Second. Jump in, kick the shit Amuro and leave, kind of. I'm going to leave it at kind of to leave you in suspense. Of course, we see our buddy Makuve very briefly go up. Yeah. And uh, again, just really fun, isolated Gundam story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there, It did feel like things were going to go very sour for a moment. Like a true to Gundam form. This movie uh, series called 0080, an OVA. Um, it's like a six episode gut punch that's all i could tell you and for a second we were all like oh fuck and we're like oh (laughs) i'll say they did a really good job of kind of keeping the story very contained because like you know it's like they're they made this film for the like upcoming anniversary and stuff like that and they want to kind of like do something special so they legit could have just went balls to the walls and it's like yeah we're just gonna do all this shit but like no they actually like they wanted to tell retell the story again, and they just kept it to that. So it was just basically, you know, Amro having to deal, like Amro interacting with Dolan, and then you had like the little B plot where people were trying to like you know find Amro and stuff like that. But like you said, like the art, the the design of everything was like fucking beautiful. Um, Score, dude. The I, score I like was great. Three, like four songs. As soon as I like got home, I was like, I gotta have these. It's like the original score, and then they touched it up further, and it was really strong. And then, Maybe. you know, the nostalgia of the original series with that music, it like hit me hella hard too. So, oh yeah, um, and pretty much the, I wouldn't say like, it definitely had feelings of like the old like the old school style but um they definitely like but put up new um i was very surprised oh not like very surprised but um for anybody like watch gundam back in the day and like watch the english dub they pretty much recasted everybody which was interesting like i don't i don't know if there's anybody that was from like the origins like uh ova sure that's i know for sure i gotta double check everyone else because I don't even think they brought back Captain Bright's voice actor either. So it was, yeah. it, it, for me, that watches Gundam mostly in dub, it was just kind of like, like, oh, that's interesting. But it wasn't bad. It was, They did a good job of like casting for this movie. And some people even sounded almost exactly the same, which was weird because yeah. they like match it really well. Um, but I pointed out the um, Richard Cox, who was originally. Um, a voice actor for the original dub of 0079 um, was the produ- one of the producers for this. So it's like you still had somebody from like the old the old dub of the show like come in and work on this project. So it's like you have that kind of like for the dub fans, you have that kind of like bridge between the new and nice. old too. So I, I I appreciated that too. Nice. But yeah, I can't I can't wait for the Blu-ray. Dude, yeah. If you're Day a fan of the original Check it out. It's a nice side story. It's it's almost like Miyazaki Gundam. Almost. It almost is like that level, I would say. Just because how 
I'd say fun it is. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Of course, there's some you know war moments. They happen. Um, yeah, it 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 reaches. I almost reaches that line. I'd say. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cruise zones island. Yeah, we loved it. <laughs> Go check yeah. it out. I'm not gonna say we don't want to spoil it, but yeah, dope. Gundam, yes. All right. Joel. Hi, Brian. So, should we get into something... the the big the big topic? Which one? There's two. Yeah, I um... thought Cuckoo Stones Island was really big, but I know you <laughs> have engaged recently in something that came out this week, and what are your thoughts on it? So we're recording this on Thursday, right? So two two days ago, Overwatch yeah, two. Two days ago, yeah, Overwatch two came out. Um, for anybody that's been listening to podcasts for a long time, you remember we did that roundtable about um, Overwatch on its fifth anniversary. You know, talking about like its future and what we imagined what Overwatch two would be like. Well, it's here. Um, and yesterday, I was able to play with our friend Diego. Um, so. I think everybody that knows already knows that its launch wasn't the best. Um, Even leading up to it, just kind of like the news about the game was rubbing a lot of people the wrong way, which, you know, it's just it's it's justified. People can feel how they feel. Um, Some of the stuff was weird because you started with, you know, some people weren't liking the fact that it switched to free to play and you had the battle pass and then you had to purchase the premium version if you wanted to play the new characters right away you didn't want to wait to unlock them which is fair you know when you're switch when you have a game that's pretty much switching their design or like their main format it's it can rub people a lot, a lot the wrong way you then run into the problem where they announced that um people are going to have to sign up with their phone numbers to have a ver- verification so they can kind of block smurf accounts and then people found out that if you had a prepaid phone uh they would not count it so you had a lot of people that were like well fuck you know either i can't or i don't want to pay a contract for a phone and now i can't play overwatch Mm-hmm. Um, and they released a blog the other day that pretty much said they're kind of rolling it back a little bit. Um, more specifically, they said that anybody who made an account uh, on the June of last year, 2021, uh, will not have to use, have a phone number verification. So it's kind of semi, you know, fixing the problem but also kind of not for anybody that either came in late or wants to play overwatch the first times it's still kind of weird and like that implementation comes out tomorrow and with that being said when the game launched on tuesday uh they got a, a ddos attack and so all mm-hmm. the servers were getting attacked really really hard and there wasn't much they could do about it. Um, a lot of people were complaining because they couldn't get in. You know, you had some people that were, you know, sitting, you know, upwards of over 4,000 in queue 
to get in or some when i tried logging the first time it actually said zero and it was just stuck there and i couldn't do anything it's like oh okay i'll leave and according to our friend fernando who's you know been a blizzard fan for a long time says that apparently this is how a lot of their releases happen like they get ddos attacks all the time which one ddos ddos attacks are illegal and it's kind of fucked up like understandably if you like hate the game or if you're trying to extort them you know don't you know it's dumb it's a dumb move especially now since more recently when people have been attacking companies like that like they do get the fbi involved so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a lose-lose situation at some point um yeah it's 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 unfortunate because this game had no middle ground either had people that because of all the blizzard stuff justifiably all the shit that's been happening with blizzard you either have people that despise them and hope they burn the ground and then you have the people that you know they either understand or they're just kind of like i just want to play my game you know this is my Mm -hmm. game that i've been playing i want to play it um and and there is both sides are in a way justified in their decision because mm-hmm. it's it's how they feel about it. It's they should be they should do what they want with whatever product that comes out. Um but of course with this DDoS attack, it just kind of puts more fuel in the fire because now, you know, people that did want to play Overwatch are being like, it's like, what the fuck's this? You know, we're just trying to play this game and now like we can't get in your servers and then, you know. Not everybody understands what a DDoS attack is, so they just look at it as being like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, this game is shit. And it's like, well, yes and no. You know, not many companies that can prepare for a DDoS attack, you know. Like, servers can only be so big. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just a big mess. Um, they have the game shut down at least for a little while now, because they're doing their big server patches and updates for the game. So hopefully they're smoothing out a little bit. Um, but the the game has been getting more and more playable as time goes on. And like I said, I was able to play a little bit last night and I am here to report. Um, if you enjoyed casual Overwatch, it's fun. It's Joel, like legitimately, I would say I haven't had this much fun with Overwatch since it came out. Original bold statement, dude. That was that was literally, I think, the thing that kicked me off Destiny for a big bit. It was the biggest competition. And it was fun. So that's a that's a, so, that's quite the statement, I gotta say. So me and Diego were checking all the new stuff, right? So of course when you logged in, um if you if you were a pre-existing player, you know, that's another thing. Um a lot of people were mad that if you did not have a pre-existing account, um a lot of the OG heroes were locked and you had a small rotation of characters that you could play as. I personally like the whole system is designed for new players to ease them in because a lot of people complained in Overwatch 1 that you know, it's their first time playing and the game is already a few years in. There's so many op there's so many things that kind of like take in that was like overwhelming. 
And it's like, we even, we even had some friends that said the same thing where it's like, there's just too many heroes. There's too much going on. I don't know what to do. Um, so they have the system for first time players. That's just supposed to ease them in where it's like, okay, though the game will show you how to play. They'll show you the fundamentals with the characters that they give you. And then you start unlocking them over time. And they, they said that after you do like a hundred matches, like all the heroes will be unlocked to you. Like all the OGs cool. will be unlocked to you. And then it's just kind of like you helping you learn the fundamentals and kind of getting prepared for just going out in the wild and play. Um, and they said that if you team up with other people, the stuff isn't locked to you. So you can, I'll give you an example, Joel. So when the game launched, uh, Kiriko is the newest hero. Um, it's the, the ninja support character. Uh, she is in the battle pass. They have to unlock either you pay for the premium one to unlock immediately, or you have to reach level 55 to unlock her. Um, me and Diego found out that if you play arcade mode, where it's just all the fun little weird ass um, gameplay modes, you can pl- you can play Kiriko right away. She oh, is not cool. locked to you. So me and Diego got to play as Kiriko, and I'll say she is probably one of my new favorite support characters. What's up, Jason? Like, Welcome. Oh yeah. By the way, if you're in the Twitch chat, uh, hello, hi, thank you for joining us. Literally, our uh, biggest Overwatch fan is here. Just in time. <laughs> but yeah. Talking about Overwatch 2. Kiriko is really fun. Um, She's definitely not like a main support character. She's pretty much one of the ones that you'd have kind of like supplemental to another like main healer. But she's really interesting. She has these talismans that she throws. And she like throws five at a time. And they like hone in on an ally to help heal them, right? And then she has her attack where she throws kunai, and pretty much what it does is is that um, the more you throw, the more chance you can get critical damage on oh, a, on an opponent. And so pretty much like Kiriko can become like a headshot master if you oh. practice enough and learn right. You can just headshot people. Um, and then she has this little like little like grenade thing. Where she throws it down and any ally that gets near it becomes um, invulnerable for like a second. Oh, wow. So like you can rush in on like a group of people, throw it down. Or like if like someone uses their ult, you can do it like right to, right at the split second and just like save everybody. Which is nice. And then she has a teleport where you lock onto somebody and you teleport straight to them. And I found out that this also goes through walls. So oh, wow. on one of the on one of the new maps we were at, I had an ally that was on the other side of a building, but the building was was small enough where I was able to get locked onto that person. I just went right through the building. Oh, nice! And then she has her ult, which is like the gateway, like the the um, little gateway that she opens up, and pretty much it increases movement and attack speed. And I believe it does a damage buff. I have to. I have to double check. Um, so but, Kitsune, and then also removes status effects, sleep dart, the invincibility thing. I'm guessing. Oh yes, that's true. Um, but she's really fun, really cool. And like I said, like you don't have to unlock her. She, if you just play arcade, she's available, which is sick. 
It's a good um, feature. I wish they had that for the original. Um, a lot of other characters got changed around a little bit. Um, the the game modes, uh, we played Push, which is the new one where it's the robot that pushes the wall. That game is fun. So they took out two-point capture, if you remember those, Joel. Um, they took those out because a lot of people agreed that those were like the most pain in the ass game modes out of all of them. So no longer in the game. Now they have push. Um, and so basically it's like you have enough people on your team kind of surrounding the robot and the robot will push the wall towards your enemy's goal in order to win. And it's kind of like a nice little back and forth. Really fun. Um, close quarters. Usually. Usually. Um, we just kept playing it like it was like, oh, do you want to try anything else? Like, no, let's just play push. Push is fucking fun. Um tried Sojourn. Uh she was one of the first new heroes announced while two is still being developed. Um pretty much she is like Soldier 2.0. Uh she has a what's well, actually really nice. Um uh, she has a machine gun that rapid fires but if you tap the trigger she shoots one bullet at a time so you could like do a little spurts of just like pinpoint damage it's very accurate um and the of course regime anyone oh actually kind of a little bit um she does... was also saying for katsune speed buff attacks me at three times ability recover speed um, he's more call of duty than soldier 76 he says oh for sure Thank you, Jameson, our resident Overwatch um, historian. Mr. A Thousand Hours in Overwatch. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, Sojourn, the more damage you do with her gun, um, it charges up her rail gun, which oh, nice. is just like what you think it is. It's just like a fucking big ass like laser shot to an enemy, and it does massive fucking damage, uh, which is fun. Um. She can power slide. So unlike Soldier, who Soldier could run, like Soldier is more like Apex than Call of Duty. So yeah. she can power slide, which gives her a speed boost. But then also if you press jump while you power slide, it becomes a high jump like Pap Baptiste. So nice. it she just has a lot more maneuverability, which is fun and fresh. Um Good. she also has this like device she throws down and basically what it does is I believe it creates a not like a, a weak point for enemies. So you can literally just like rush in power slide, throw it down, and then it kind of like debuffs the the enemy team. That and then, quiver. But that's pretty cool <laughs> for Overwatch. That's really good. Yeah. And then her her ult is pretty much a it's called overclock, which is pretty much her her railgun just overcharges itself. Instead of having to shoot people, it just charges up on its own. So you could just move around a lot faster and you could just be firing off the railgun multiple times before it, it, it cools down. And it's so much fun. Um I tried Junker Queen, and it's the one I'm having like the weirdest time with because she has so much to do. She is like an upfront kind of like character 
kind of tank. She has a shotgun, which does decent. Uh, she has the throwing knife, which is interesting. It's kind of like it's kind of like Roadhog, except um, you have to throw a dagger and hit somebody with it, and then you can recall it to have it come back. And then if you hit it on somebody, it'll actually pull them closer towards you. Um, but then also she has this, she has an axe attack where she pulls it out and anybody she hits with it, um, gets wounded and she like deals wounded damage. And then she has like, kind of in a way. And then she has a buff where, um, if she, if she has wounded damage, she like starts to like, you know, buff herself up a little bit, which is neat. Um, and she also has a ult that is kind of weird to use. It's pretty much she like swings around her axe and like moves it f- and like dashes forward to somebody. But anybody that she hits, um, they can't heal. Interesting. It's like it's kind of like a, a stop healing because like she wounds everybody, but then she kind of throws herself into the mix. So unless if you have a healer with you, she kind of dies real quick. And rip. And she does have like a little bit of a like self like healing like battle cry, but it doesn't heal that much really, to be honest. But it can also like no. But the added bonus that other people around her, like other allies, can like be affected by too, which is I guess okay. Um but like those are all fun. But while I was really interested to see what the older characters would change about them. Um, so a lot of the characters now have class specific buffs like tanks. You know, they don't get they don't get stumbled easily. They get pushed back easily and they're they're a lot harder to kill. And then, you know, um, healers mostly have like passive heal. And stuff like for themselves. It's good. And it's and other stuff like that. Um need more D- of that, to be honest. DPS characters. I'm gonna give you a few. Your boy Bastion, for for example. Hell yeah. Bastion went through, I think, a very big change. Um so Bastion doesn't turn into a turret anymore. Bastion turns into Bastion turns into his tank form. But instead of the cannon, it's the it's the minigun. Um, so with that, he moves a lot slower than how his tank form used to be when it was his, his ult. He does take less damage when in tank form. But the only thing is that it only lasts for a few seconds. It doesn't last That's forever. Fair. Barrage um, is devastating. But it is so much fun. Um he doesn't have a self repair anymore, because they're re- they're really trying to delegate like healing to the supports, and then like having some characters have like a self heal kind of deal. But Bastion doesn't have a a self anymore, but he does have a grenade launcher that shoots out like this round ball that can bounce off walls, and it's kind of like a concussive blast, so people can get damaged and like get pushed away by it. And it's That's not bad. Sounds um, annoying. It's not as annoying as like what Junkrat is, because Bastion can only do like once per like load. Cause he shoots it off and he has to like do a cooldown. Um 
James has said it's called the noob tube already. Damn. Really? <laughs> I wouldn't even noob consider tube. it the noob tube. The noob tube feels like it's more dangerous. I feel like Bastion's like grenade isn't that dangerous. That's just me. Um, you'll be you'll be happy though. Recon mode is fucking great. Bet like oh, they dude. <laughs> for some reason, I was getting more kills in recon mode than actually tank mode, and it was fucking fucking great. It I loved be. it. I got um, hate mail for recon mode. It's gonna let you all know back in the day. I mean, I was also running around and healing. This kind of bullshit already, but I was like, I don't need my turret. Just running around gunning people down <laughs> recon mode. Um, Joel, his new ult though, I think you'll really like, um, because he turns into a mortar. Oh hell yeah! And so he shoots off three like mortar shots. Um. But the thing is, like um, like Doomfist, you get to select where they drop. All right, that's cool. So it kind of does the whole zooming out thing, and you have like the round reticle um, that kind of like follows, tracks the ground. What I do like, though, is that they changed it so you can't go through walls. It's strictly to outside. So you have to follow the guidelines of buildings. So, like, let's say if, like, you're focused in the alleyway, you can't, like, push through a wall into a building. You have to stay along the path. So it makes it a little bit more fair. So when you when you see that reticle start to come down, you know to either get out of the way or get into a building, which is kind of neat. Right. Cool. Um, but, yeah, Bastion was a lot of fun. Um, cowboy, baby. I know you played that cowboy. I actually didn't, but I know what they did. Um. They took away his stun grenade, his flashbang. And now it's just kind of like a a little like it's kind of like almost like another like kind of a little grenade that like, does damage. It kind of like pushes you back a little bit. So they kind of they kind of got rid of like the flashbang thing, which is kind of sad and weird. But it's like it's whatever. Um Play Arisa. Um, I did not play Arisa. I fought against Arisa. Um, they got rid of her shield, so she doesn't have a shield anymore. Um, she has these. Her ult is changed now, so she has a staff. Um, and she uses it to kind of like spin around and deflect, but then you can also throw it on the ground and it creates like this kind of like little aura that kind of like helps you in the team a little bit. So that's something. Um, I didn't play her. I Lucio has really changed. Moira hasn't really changed except for maybe like damage values and like healing values. About a re um, I almost said a Reese again. What about Bob and Ash? How are they, where are they at? Just as they were. Still annoying. Nice. <laughs> I I got hey, many. I got, I got a question actually for you and Jameson. Actually, finish that sentence and we'll go to my question. Well, no, just just Ash and Bob are still wrecking house as they did. Hell yeah! Nothing nothing has changed. It's my shepherd. Hell yeah! <laughs> right. What's your question? Um, one of my question is: Do golden guns from one carry over to two? Yes. So okay. here's here's the thing. For people, for this is something that they're trying to fix right now. Um, but if you link all your, if you have Overwatch on different consoles or on PC, 
you can link them all to your Battle.net account. And then um, it's very weird because you you can link them to your account, but you have to go into the game to actually migrate everything and consolidate it for the cross progression. Um, because of the server issues that they've been having, when I clicked the migrate progress button, I was 110,000th in line. Fuck. Yeah. So they're trying to fix that right now. Um, so a lot of people are were having to wait to get a lot of their stuff from their other versions of the game. Um, so I couldn't... I didn't have a lot of the stuff that I would have like on my Xbox account or my PlayStation account. Um, but uh, from what I saw, people did have their golden weapons. So, you know, anything that you've unlocked in Overwatch 1, uh, as long as you have your accounts linked up and you do the migration process, all your skins, all your sprays, all your voice lines and stuff like that will be there. Um, they did add two new cu um, customization options, Joel. Um, I forget what it's called, but they have a different version of spray. Or it's not a spray, but it's a 3D hologram that your character holds up, and it like kind of, kind of like how um, you're the bring out your ghost in Destiny. Just about to say, it's like my ghost, <laughs> ghost. Like projection. they bring it out, and it's like whatever hologram picture you select, like they pop it out, and it's treated like an emote in a way. Veneers, cool. um, Jameson. Says. Oh, thank you, Jameson. Souvenirs. Yeah. So like you have your souvenirs, and it's like what it, like a selection of stuff you can unlock and get. And you have it, you have it right there. The other one, um, it seems like they took a page out of Apex because they have charms for your weapons. Ooh. So you can unlock charms through the battle pass and other probably other dealies down the line. Smart. And you can equip them to any character. They are they are available for any character. And that's cool. Okay. That's yeah. cool to any character. Um I think one of the first charms that you can get on the battle pass is the Pachamari. So you can like have a little Pachamari keychain on your gun ready to go. So that's cute. They're, they're, they're adding more like customization stuff to the game, which is nice. Um, battle pass. Um, the battle pass is not bad. Um, it's pretty much what, you think it would be it has a lot of customization options it has skins charms voice lines sprays um more xp more like in-game currency um Dust. and you know you you get xp normally through the game but then they also have challenges which gives you more xp and some challenges even get you special rewards like special um profile icons and like other sprays and, and stuff like that. You have your like dailies, your weeklies, your repetitives, your um like lifetime goals. And they did have a hero section that wasn't filled up yet. So I'm assuming that at some point they'll have hero specific challenges to do. I assume. Um or maybe that's the story mode. The like, hero is like the story mode ver like challenges that will come out eventually. Um, but yeah, um, you know, the, the XP, um, is in 
giving up pretty good of course depending on like what you do and how you do during the game um but like last night like me and diego at least got through a few levels like i think i got close to level four and just like in like two hours of playing so it's it's not terrible hectic grind from blizzard game uh what i wanted to ask both you guys for real though um well, I guess you can inform us uh, if you guys have any gold weapons. Um, That's my first question. Uh, I had a gold ash, the gold gun and gold bob. I got enough for that. James, if you have one, I don't remember, but you can share if you do. Uh, my second question is um, Overwatch 1 was 6v6. Overwatch 2 is 5v5. How did that feel? The 5v5 for both of you. Also, Jameson said Cyber Mari. Oh, yeah, they have a Cyber Mari keychain too. That's cool. Um, 5v5 is actually not bad. Um, I know there's, there's a lot of people that are saying that, um, it kind of changed the way the game was. Cause like a lot of people are arguing that, you know, it's like, oh, Overwatch was supposed to be a, you know, you know, counterpicking like game, you know, and yes, that was to a point for Overwatch one. Um, but anybody that like followed the Overwatch League, you know, or like competitive Overwatch saw that at a certain point it just got very boring because everybody was picking the same composition. Like everybody, everybody remembers goat. You know, everybody remembers like you know the same dried out, you know, rotation of characters. Um, but for five v five. I still say there is counterpicking. It's just different. Because, you know, arcade, you can do whatever you want. You can pick as many of a certain class as you want. That's one thing. Um, competitive and class and like the, the classic mode. Um, you know, you have your one tank, your two healers, and your two TPS. And that's like how it goes. Um, it's actually not bad because there's still characters that you still kind of have to work around depending on who you are. Like Sombra is still annoying as fuck. Like she, like she is the 90, she is the 94% of all counter picks in this game still. Um, It's just that how the characters play now are a little different. So I think people will just have to get used to it again in a sense. But for me, you know, it felt like overwatch to me. Like I picked the characters that I knew I was good with and then I would try it out for a little bit. And if I felt I was, you know, not doing so great, I would switch to a different character. Like I started out with Moira and I was like, okay, you know, you know, Moira's my main, but during that match, I was getting my ass beat by, you know, the enemy's junker queen and the tracer that was just kind of like following me around everywhere. So I was like, all right, I need to like, it's a little faster so i pulled out lucio and then i was fucking doing the speed boosts and the fucking healing boosts and shit like that I was like booping people around and i was fucking back in the game so they're they're still they're still counter picking to an extent it's just it's a different way to think about it you know because now tank now tanks are actually like tougher to beat again because that was the thing for me for a long time like and for everybody else like tanks weren't as fun to play with because they felt so fucking weak but now tanks are buff again and they take damage 
which is fa- which is fantastic because you want your Reinhardts and you want your like Divas and Roadhawks to take damage and be able to keep up front and not have to either run away or just get killed and destroyed. Jameson says 5v5 really needs you to group up much more. IMO, hard to go solo flank, especially because there's no double tank. And he says Sombra's even stronger now, in my opinion. Kurt Meadows, Arisa, Sojourn, Genji, Lucio, and I think Mercy. I did see I'd... Mercy, Lucio, Genji back on the map. I got I, baby. <laughs> I did see a lot of Orisas. Um I did see a quite a few Genjis. Half of them weren't really good. <laughs> <laughs> as, as usual. I was able to kill a lot. I was able to kill a lot of Genjis last night, so that's for sure. Um, yeah, Mercy, Mercy is still the number one healer. Um, I actually didn't really see that many uh, Symmetras. I saw one, so I don't know where Symmetra's at. Maybe my Anna, my girl, my old lady. There, there were there were a few Annas. Annas didn't really. Anna didn't is one of the few characters that didn't really get changed. She still kind of has everything that she had. Um, uh, Jameson in the chat said Genji play with Kisune is fucking broken yes. oh that's one thing I saw I saw a clip online um, when Kiriko uses Kitsune and like does like the gates and like everybody has a speed boost I saw a Zenyatta player get into the speed boost and he was just fucking whipping out balls like a fucking <laughs> madman because you know like he always had that kind of like the like yeah. shoot, shoot, shoot. He was literally like going like boom, 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 boom. He was like fucking like a machine gun with those balls. Was... Nice. <laughs> Speaking um, of Jameson, in case I didn't say it before, Jameson has gold weapons for Zenyatta and Diva. In case I forgot to say that. Nice. I can't remember if I got gold weapons for Zenyatta or not. Cause I, I I didn't really care about gold weapons in Overwatch One, so I don't know if I actually well, had. There was only one way to get them. Come, baby. Oh, not from me. Uh, Zenyatta became Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so pretty much Overwatch is still pretty fun. I know people are having a hard time still getting on. Um, as of being live right now, I think we still have like 30 minutes to go until they turn the servers back on. So we'll see what their updates did to it. Um, That's why Jameson's up late. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, shit, once we're done here, I might try to kick on a little bit too, just to have some fun. Um, I'm going to go watch Andor. But yeah, I mean, if you're planning on playing Overwatch, I'd still say give it a try uh, when you can. I know it's going to be different and I know it's going to be a little weird, but over like if you're a fan of Overwatch, you're still going to have a lot of fun. I, I believe it. And then only a few more months until we get the story mode. So we'll see what happens with that. But in the meantime, advances the battle path. And also good night, Jameson. Catch you later. Thank you for stopping by and offering your Overwatch wisdom and insight. Thank you, Jameson. What was your question, Joel? Oh, I'm just. It wasn't really a question of statement. I'm hoping that the story mode in advance at the battle pass, like Destiny does with its story mode and PvP modes. Only time will tell. All right. Um, one more thing before we end the podcast tonight. Uh, we have officially seen 
the first trailer for the Super Mario Bros. movie, we've seen... There did. We've seen the Chris Pratt as Mario. We've seen the Jack Black as Bowser. We've seen the Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Joel, what are your first opinions of, of this trailer? What, so, Carrie Payton, the voice of Cyborg, as a penguin, I believe he said. Anyway. Oh, um, is that is, is that who voiced the penguin? I believe so. He said it on oh Instagram. My God. Unless I thought it was someone else. My bad. Um, he's always a phenomenal actor and voice actor. Um, uh, first thoughts, looks fun. Um, it almost looks like, uh, from the trailer, like Mario even, like, is surprised he's there. Like, it's someone who is Mario in that universe. Yeah. So... I think it, they're going along the, the lines of this is Mario's first time in the Mushroom Kingdom. That's what it feels nice. like. Which will be neat. It's It's been a minute since we've had like a Mario story where it's like he's still like fresh to the world. They throw it back to the live action Mario movie. Oh, there might be. There might be. I hope there's hella. I, Actually, anyway, but it looks it looks good. What were you going to say, Brian? I was going to say, if you remember looking at the the titles uh, for the movie, like, you notice, like, the Super Mario was in, like, the classic like, multicolored, like, block of letters. But did you notice that, like, the top and the bottom for, like, the in, in movie had, like, the same chrome look as the live action movie? No. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So a little a little throwback to, to that movie. Probably the only throwback to that movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, looks looks fun. Um, Pratt didn't do, you know, it's a me, a Mario, but not yet. We'll see. What were, what were your thoughts, initial thoughts? So I already knew this when they first announced it, but I didn't know that Jack Black was going to do such a fucking banger of a job with Bowser. Because <laughs> I think everybody had the same assumption that like it was going to be like, oh, you know, we'll either... It would just be like Jack Black as Bowser, or they'll do like a little pitch thing. And what we kind of got was it is a little bit pitch thing, but I think it's Jack Black actually like doing a Bowser voice. Cause like the first line you hear from him in the trailer has that like, like deep and gruff sounding like voice that you would yep. think that Bowser would sound like. And it was really fun. It was. It was such a good like set piece to have Bowser look intimidating as fuck, but still have that kind of cartoonish little kind of like style to him. And I thought, oh, like that first scene alone just like got me like interested in the movie so much. And like him, <laughs> him taking down the Penguin's Ice Kingdom. <laughs> Penguin attack. He's a heavy metal singer. What do you expect? Oh. Um, but yeah, we get we basically. Like for people that haven't seen the trailer, go watch the trailer and then you can kind of mm -hmm. listen in on this. But um, we kind of come in and like we have Bowser's like floating like island like castle coming in onto like this ice ice kingdom and it like anchors down and like weighs in and then pretty much comes to the penguin kingdom. The penguins come out and they launch their attack, like counter attack. And then it's just like, you know, it's Illuminations, the people that did like Despicable Me and the Minions movies. So it has a little bit of like that funny humor where it's like the penguins are throwing snowballs and you look, it looks like a very intense battle. And then it sw switches back over to like Bowser's point of view. And it's just like them kind of throwing little snowballs. 
and like Bowser's just standing there looking fucking like, are you for real? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have like the little catapult that like shoots out, hits a Koopa, and it's all fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um. And then we see finally what Mario looks like. Um. There we go. It's not bad. It's definitely different. It's it's a very stylized like it's what I would expect expect to see what Mario looks like from like a studio that is Illuminations, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you can still see it is still Mario. It's still very much Mario, but he has a little bit of like the animated like facial features that kind of make him look different. Um mm-hmm. we see Toad. We hear Toad. Joel, mm. what, what was your what was your what was your uh, thought when you first heard Toad? Good. Same as Bowser. Good. Same as the Penguin. Right. Good. I was just like, weren't you expecting just to? weren't you weren't you expecting? Well, I I was expecting it just to be like Keegan Michael Key, but he <laughs> but he actually like put but he actually put on a voice. He put on a toad-like voice. He had that like nasally, like raspy toad kind of voice, you know. And it was it was so cool. It's like, oh man, you know, they're actually they're actually going into this movie, you know. Not they're not being super Hollywood about it to where it's like, oh, they're just gonna like play the characters and it's whatever. It's like they're it seems like they're trying to at least kind of get into the spirit of the franchise a little bit. Yeah. And I know it's always easy and it's fun to dunk on Chris Pratt. Um, and we, we expected that it wasn't going to be like the Mario that we know from the video games, right? It's not as thick. Have you seen those photos? Oh, my God. It doesn't have thick, that, that Mario thick, cake anymore. Thick gate is real. <laughs> Mar- Mario, Mario got a disservice. Um, Italian cake is gone. But yeah, um, I mean, it's what you expect. You know, it's it's a different it's a different vocal take on Mario. Um, it's from the ending of the trailer. It seems like that they might be going for like a Brooklyn, like a light Brooklyn accent, which is interesting because that's that's kind of like how the original origin of Mario came from. Like Mario's origin originally was just like he was a plumber from Brooklyn that got sucked down a warp pipe and came to the Mushroom Kingdom. It seems like that's what they're kind of doing with this. Like, I know in the past, like, decade or so, they've kind of, like, went away from Mario being a plumber and everything, but it's kind of nice that they're still kind of, like, dipping their toes into, like, the original kind of, like, idea of what Mario was. Hmm. And, yeah, thank God he's not doing a fucking, like, actual Mario impression it's a me a mario i love a rabbit that's what we needed that, let me let me show you introduce you to my friend blue where's gomorrah hey man just shows up hey man just shows up i don't have a father but yeah i'm i'm the 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 Despicable Me movies are fine. Whatever, they're not my cup of tea. Like the minions aren't my cup of tea. I don't, I don't hate them as much as I hate the rabbits. That's for sure. Um, 
but it's it's actually nice to have like a, a, a illuminations movie that i'm actually excited about like it's it's mario in it seems like it's gonna have the spirit of the mario games and you know hopefully it's as good or maybe even better than the sonic movies i don't know we have to find out old words for an awesome video game franchise movie series yes if anybody hasn't seen the sonic movies go watch them they're actually pretty decent Mm. um but yeah they said that they're going to be releasing more stuff about the movie in the months to come and i believe in north america it comes out on april 7th so um yeah i look forward to seeing more um i know at new york comic-con they had a panel for the movie and jack black um I think he might have teased that there might be a slight actual like Bowser musical number. Nice. Which I hope so, because that's one of my I if you have Jack Black as fucking Bowser, at least have some kind of fucking like heavy metal or just like Tenacious D-esque like number for Bowser. Or like Tenacious B. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Instead of the metal, it's called the Koopa. The Koopa of Destiny. There you go. Blue Shell of Destiny. Blue Shell of Destiny. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, But yeah. I think that is pretty much going to be it for this episode of the podcast. Um, Very much appreciate everybody here on the the Twitch live chat that's been hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Um, and of course, people that are uh, watching the VOD of this on YouTube, thank you very much for watching. Um, if you would please Ooh. do us a favor and appease the YouTube overlords of liking. And if you're not subscribed, please subscribe because we got subscribe, a lot more stuff please. coming. We've got oh, well. uh, She-Hulk is close to finishing, so we'll have that uh, recap review of She-Hulk. Uh, Andor is kicking in into gear, so we're going to be looking at that pretty soon. And I know there's going to be a lot more stuff coming in the pipeline, I think. Wakanda Forever um, at some point, too. Wakanda Forever, Monster by Night is coming out. Werewolf by Night. Oh, Werewolf by Night? I'm sorry. I don't know much about the Wolfman. All right. Next week. Dude, it's soon. Is, is it next week? Soon. Is it think next so. week? I'm going to double check. Well, in any case, see, you'll wait, be seeing... I think they're releasing something next week. Maybe a trailer. Okay, that's what it is. Well, you you will be seeing that review sometime in the future as well. Um, but yeah, and also anybody listening on podcast services, we thank you so much. Um, please uh, review if you can. You know, try to get this podcast out there to make people that can listen because we want to share um, this podcast with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. of course, we like to talk about nerdy shit, and I know a lot of other people like to talk about nerdy shit, and we want to uh, talk yeah. about it together because it's a lot of fun talking with people about stuff like comic books and video games and Marvel movies and seeing which property Chris Pratt will be in next. Um, it's a movie. But of course, if you wanted to maybe, you know, contact us, maybe ask us a question that we can answer live on Twitch or on VOD on YouTube and or podcast services, Joel, where could they do that? Questions, comments, Suggestions, feedback, reasons why you should watch Solo or Love and Thunder, why Doan is a hot daddy, or why you should play Pirates of Video Games, hit us with an email at unitedwenerdcast at gmail.com, where 
unitedwenerdcast at gmail.com. Death to the Federation. Anyways, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash united underscore we nerd. It's on YouTube. And we nerd. Find us there. Twitch. Here, United We Nerd. No spaces in between that. And the Zuckerverse. United We Nerd. No spaces in between there. In between there. Why do you say that like that? And finally, Instagram. United underscore We Nerd. Find us there. We're on all those social medias. Might be on TikTok soon. Who knows? Maybe. Tube Shorts. No. YouTube? Get that YouTube money. YouTube's monies. And of course, Joel, now that I know where they can contact the podcast, if they want to talk to you directly, you, Joel, where can they do no. that? No. Well, anyways, find me on Twitter, Acoustic Avenger. I just replaced with the number one. Find me there complaining about shit on Twitter or retweeting or whatever. I'm talking about D&D or Gundam, mostly Destiny, probably. Or Mad Mech Munstermine on SoundCloud and Spotify. Find me there. They find you well, they can find me also on Twitter and Instagram at Brian underscore Saber, as well as sometimes on Twitch. I also stream sometimes on my own channel as well. And of course, you know, you can find me here as well. So, uh, yeah, that will do it. Thanks again for people uh, watching live and also people uh, listening later on. We appreciate you. We hope you have an awesome weekend. And of course, keep on nerding. Played back for blood recently again. It was pretty fun.